Matt said this is the last sermon, so okay, it will be the last sermon on this, uh, on the gifts of the Spirit. Um, but you know, if, if tonight goes well, then this will go from being a sermon to, to being how you guys live your lives. Um, and that's what I hope. Um, and as I speak tonight, um, I'm, I'm aware, obviously, that many of us are in different places when it comes to walking with God, with God and walking in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, you know, I, this is a weird time to preach as well, the Kingdom Life, because, you know, students, you know, guys are coming and going, and it's, you know, we have Christmas, and... Um, but, you know, I hear stories, I hear rumors, you know, of conversations after church. Um, <laughs> people still having conversations about, you know, someone will, you'll, you'll bring a friend and then I'll hear about, you know, have a conversation about, you know, can we still operate in the gifts of the Spirit? You know, and I kind of think, well, I really hope we had got that one nailed, you know. Um, but I, I am aware that we're in different places. Um, some of us, some, some of us are used to walking with the Holy Spirit. That we, we're used to hearing His voice. We're used to being sensitive to His ways. Um, and some of us may just be starting. Some of us may be questioning still whether this is possible. Um, and, you know, tonight I'm, I'm going to be talking about, about going out and doing this. And I'm going to talk for about 20 minutes, um, if that. And then um, we're going to do two examples, okay? Just to, in case this kind of scares you, We'll, just, we'll give you an example of how to do it, okay? Um, and Matt's going to have some of the ministry team come and do that. Um, and I'll share one or two stories as well. Um, but I prepared a sermon. I don't know how much of it I'm going to read. So we'll see how this goes. Um, the first thing, so this is, this is something I'm going to say that you all know to be true, okay? But I want you to try and know it besides in your head. I want you to really try and believe it. And the simple words, that Jesus loves you. And I don't know why he's telling me to tell you that, but he is, okay? That Jesus loves you. He loves you. And it's his intention to walk this life with you. And that there are no outcasts in his kingdom. And he loves you. And he loves me. And I think that, you know, the, the, the main thing I, I, I would like us to take away tonight, apart from uh, a little bit of courage, you know, to step out on the gifts, a little bit of hope, um, a little bit of excitement. The thing that I'm going to say over and over again, if I do read my notes, but I probably won't, but is everything that I say tonight, everything, comes out of a relationship with Him. Okay, everything. Everything we do in the gifts of the Spirit must come out of a relationship with Him. Because the reality is when, we, when you're operating the gifts of the Spirit, what we're doing is we're bringing Jesus to the people around us. Okay, it's like, that's super simple. Okay, we're bringing Jesus to the people around us. But the reality is if, if you don't know that Jesus is loving and he is kind, and he is compassionate, how are you going to bring him to people who are broken? Like, you might have some truth from Scripture, you may have read a Scripture, and that is powerful, Scripture is powerful, don't get me wrong, but if you don't actually believe that Scripture, how powerful is it going to be when you speak it? But if you're in relationship with Jesus, and you know, you've experienced his kindness, you know his compassion, 
that when you meet someone who is broken, is in need of Jesus' compassion, you feel the Spirit saying, Minister, speak my words of life to this person. You are going to be praying with the authority, not just of what he's saying, but you're going to be praying out of the relationship that you have with him. Just like Jesus did. Jesus did what he saw the Father doing. He said what he heard the Father saying. He spoke with authority because he knew the Father. And the same is true for us. So everything that we do with the gifts must come out of our relationship with Jesus. You know, one of, one, of the, one of the things that's maybe hardest for us, you know, as Westerners, you know, we, we think about the miracles that God performs and gifts of healing. Yeah, it's so much easier to pray for healing for someone when you've been healed. You know, because, oh, okay, it actually can happen. It goes from being theory to reality. It's, it's, it's an experience that we can then take to other people. Not that that's required, don't get me wrong, okay? But this, this reality that we know Jesus makes it so much easier for us to minister in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, <laughs> I, um, I could, I guess if I wanted to, give you a really long list of things that you should be doing if you want to minister in the things of the Spirit, in the gifts of the Spirit. I could give you a couple of checkboxes, maybe 20 or 30 things, um, but that's not what God has for us tonight. I'm going to give you a few things which I think are always essential regardless of what we're doing in our Christian life. Okay. But the reality is that we don't earn the gifts. I don't have the right to have the gifts of the Spirit. They are gifts given from a loving Father. Okay. Some basic things. If you're going to walk with the Spirit, regardless of these gifts, if you're going to walk and be faithful with Jesus, repent of your sin. Don't minister to others when you're locked in sin. Okay? Give forgiveness to those who have hurt you. Because those are Jesus' ways. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect in those things. But have a heart that wants to do that. Have a heart that wants to be aligned with Jesus' heart and His ways. To forgive those who have sinned against us, and to repent of our sin. Okay, I'm not going to do a whole long thing on that because the whole next few months are going to be about that. Yay! So, <laughs> turn to uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, please. We also, and don't get scared, but we're also going to read a little bit of John 15. I know we should all know that off by heart. Matt, you here for the first time. We, we talked about John 15 for like months. Okay, so everyone here. Should, uh, John 15, like the first 15 verses. Yeah, we sat there a long time. Uh, but Matt hasn't quite got this. So that's what I felt the Lord saying. So, <laughs> so just a, a few verses. Um, I'm skipping from seven, then I'm just jumping forward. As we think about the gifts of the Spirit. So Paul, you know, he's talking about the gifts. So if, I'm reading verse seven. And then I'm jumping to the end of the paragraph. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. One and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Okay, so last week we had an opportunity, and you know, for a couple of weeks we've had opportunities, and there's always an opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit for His gifts. Okay, we just ask. But they're always given at His will. 
His will. Okay, um, and as Paul says in verse seven, they are given for the profit of all. Now I'm not going through that in detail because we've talked about the gifts for so long now, but that's the point. Okay, they're for everyone. They're for building up the church and they're for spreading the kingdom for the profit of all. John 15:7. I'll remind us of these words, and they're very similar to John 14:12 that we read last week. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. I'm just going to read that again. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Um, one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. Sometimes when, um, and, and I've heard this from, from people even who have come to Kingdom Life, um, we, we talk about operating the gifts of the Spirit and, 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 and we hear things like, um, you can't just turn the Spirit on and off. You, know? you can't control the Holy Spirit. Well, obviously, you know. <laughs> He's the Holy Spirit. Good luck. Some criticisms are just quite weird. But, you know, you know, you could read this and you could also say, well, this is about the prosperity gospel, you know. Claim what you want. Ask what you want and it'll be done for you. I want that Ferrari. I want that big house. You know, whatever it is. And it's such a limited reading. Because Jesus is saying, if my words abide in you, if you abide in me, if you ask for the things that are in you because you're in me, then my Father will be glorified. The point of our prayers, the point of us operating, the point of us, the fruit of the kingdom flowing from our lives is that the Father is glorified. Not that we become healthy and wealthy. Now, God is quite capable of blessing with those things, don't get me wrong. But the point of the gifts of the Spirit is to spread His kingdom and to bring glory to the Father, to bring delight to the Father. And what a joy for us. The thing is, when we, when we walk in the gifts of the Spirit, it is possible to have this idea, um, well, I guess, if you, when you talk to other people about it, this idea of, oh, well, can you control the Lord? Or do you turn them on and off? Can you manipulate the Lord? So I just don't think that's possible. How do you manipulate the Holy Spirit? Um, you, can, you can be stupid, okay? Um, and, and let's just make this clear. Like some of us might be nervous about operating the gifts of the Spirit because we've seen people do stupid things. Um, but thank the Lord. He doesn't wait for us to be perfect before He uses us. Okay? Imagine, just imagine, Jesus Himself. Imagine if he was, when He was walking around the earth, He waited for His disciples to be perfect and to get things. Like He would still be walking this earth. Wouldn't He? <laughs> Maybe we'd get a chance, hey, Matt? We'd get it right, no doubt. You know, it's, um, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, but people will be people, and people will do stupid things. And, and we, we cannot allow other people's stupidity to stop us being faithful to what God's called us to be. And you cannot, you cannot, you cannot say that you're faithful to Scripture and you're faithful to the commands of Jesus and not operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, you, you cannot pull that part of the gospel out and say that you are obedient to Scripture. 
There's so much of what Paul writes that you're ignoring. There's so much of what Jesus says that you're ignoring. And we talked about some of that last week when Jesus said we would do what he did. We would do greater than what he did. The verses that Paul read, sorry, that Matt read about Paul, okay, that I came, that he came and he preached, but he displayed the signs and wonders of the kingdom. In fact, in, in Romans 15, and I'm, I'm not going to read it, but Paul says that he came displaying the signs and wonders of the kingdom, that the whole gospel was preached. Like you can't just pull that part out and say you've got the whole gospel. Like these are the gospel. And as I said last week, we, just, we have to start believing that this is true. And I was, ch- I was chatting to, to Kath uh, today, and um, I love my wife because she didn't grow up in the church, and so she has a really good way of understanding some of the weird things you might see in the church. <laughs> and, you know, Christians have been weird with the gifts, haven't they? You know, like we have, we have whole denominations that say that if you, can't speak in the, with, with, if you can't speak in tongues, you're not saved. Like, that's just, it's peculiar because it's not biblical. We have denominations who will emphasize the idea that if you pray for someone and they're not healed, that they lack faith. Okay, maybe, sometimes, maybe, because they can pull out of Scripture, where maybe that's true, but that is not something you can pull out of Scripture. We, we have this habit of warping the good things of God. But if we are to be faithful, if we are to be obedient to Scripture, we have to step into the gifts of the Spirit. And there is a little bit of a risk with them, okay? I mean, there is. But for whatever reason, that's the way God decided to do it. All right, so if you don't like it, then, you know, complain to Him. Um, what, he, what he doesn't allow us to do, or what we shouldn't be doing, is creating our own theologies. And those might be, as I said last week, that he doesn't move anymore, or he only moves in certain people, or that you have to speak in tongues to be saved, and all these things. Jesus doesn't give us the right to create our own theology, to create our own scripture. He calls us to believe the entirety of his word. Now, when you read, when you read those verses in John 15, and if you read um, what Jesus says there and elsewhere about being obedient to his commandments, on the one hand, we can, like, we can grab hold of that verse. I can pray for whatever I want, and I can get it. Yay! Name and claim it. Bad idea. Okay. Or we can read the next verse where Jesus says, If you love me, you abide in me. Okay. And if you love me, it means you obey all my commandments. And you say, Eish. Okay, now I've got a problem, because I know I sin. I know I don't obey all his commandments. And so one hand, I can, jump, I can grab one verse and name and claim and not have much responsibility. On the other hand, I can say, well, until I obey all his commandments, I don't truly abide and I can't truly pray and expect to get what I want. And I can get stuck in a religious striving. And this becomes about me, 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 me. Trying to earn the gift of God. I'm sure some of you have been there. I certainly have. Jesus doesn't call us to either of those. He wants us to walk out of relationship. He wants us to be his friends. He wants us to be his sons and daughters. He wants us to live our lives in intimacy with him. 
And so that when he asks us to do something or when we sense the Holy Spirit moving in a situation, it is the most natural thing for us to see him move. Just natural. Just who we are. And again, it might be really nice if I could give you 50, 40, whatever things that you could check off to say, now I know I'm a friend of God, you know. Um, and I can't. But I can say um, that I, I, I think Jesus loves us when we just ask him, Lord, will you teach me? Will you show me what it is to be your friend? Will you lead me into intimacy? I think that's one of his favorite things to hear. And I know that he will respond. And then just trust him with the process, whatever that looks like for you. Trust him with the process, but just ask. So the point is, we're not trying to be like some sort of Buddhist, Buddhist Christians reaching some sort of state of nirvana where we now are deserving of the gifts. Okay. We cry out to him. We seek him. We seek intimacy and friendship with him. And then we see what he does. Okay. Um, the only checkbox that I'm going to give you besides repent and forgive is to surrender. Okay. Just say it over and over again. Surrender. Surrender, and when you think you've surrendered, surrender again. And surrender again, and I can't tell you what that is, except it does involve being on your knees, and it does involve worshipping him, and it does involve not always doing what you want, because he's delightful and you want to be with him. <laughs> but it begins and ends with surrender. And the other thing that... Um, the other thing I really felt the Lord saying tonight, if he, you know, he said, wanted me to start by saying that he loves you. The other thing, that this word believe, okay, believe. You know, when Paul writes in Corinthians, and he says to Corinthians that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Like, do you actually believe that? That you are a living temple of the Holy Spirit where the holy presence of God dwells? That make everywhere you go, you're literally carrying the presence of God with you because you're a temple. And you know what God says to Joshua about every place that he goes, his feet will have. Can you have that mentality that wherever you go, you go with the Spirit? And operating the gifts of the Spirit can be a little, can be a little weird. They can be a little scary. They can be intimidating, whatever. But you know, you can start really small. Okay. Um, Try this for size. Spend time with the Lord. Ask Him to show you what it is to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. Believe that His presence is in you. And the next time you're sitting in Starbucks, yeah, no, you shouldn't really sit there, but if you're sitting in Starbucks or the bridge, you know, um, wherever you are, sitting in the library, sitting in your desk at work, why don't you just pray God's presence? Be in that space. Like if people could take handkerchiefs and touch Paul with them and then take them to sick people and they'd get healed. Okay, and I'm not getting into weird theology yet. Okay, don't all go running around with handkerchiefs. It will look weird. Okay? But if God's presence is like that, why don't you just pray that the next person who sits where you sit will meet God? And do that a few times. That doesn't take a lot of courage. You're not talking to the person when they sit there. But why don't you just start embracing the fact that you are a child of God and you carry His Spirit and you can bless the very ground where you sit because you're His child. 
and just start believing that He delights in your prayers when you want to bless others. So, last two things, then we'll have some demo. 1 Corinthians 13, I'm not going to read the whole thing. We know these verses so well, but bear in mind, whenever we're talking about the gifts of Spirit, okay, they must always be done in love. Always. Paul lists the most mighty miracles, and he says, if you don't have love, it's nothing. Basically. Okay. So remember that. It's love. And I, and I tell you, that's not, just, that's not just about being biblically accurate and, and, and right. The Holy Spirit's obviously going to move in us more when we actually do it in love. Mm-hmm. And more than that, you can pray for someone to be healed. You can pray for anything. Nothing m- might happen. But if that person feels loved, you've actually done something. Okay, the Lord has moved because the Lord is love. So their leg might still be broken, their ankle might still be sore, but if they've experienced love, that you have had the love to speak to them, you've brought the love of the Lord to them in prayer, something has shifted in them because Jesus has met them. They have met him if they've met love. So love is essential to be in everything that we do when we minister. So like, if, if that's the golden rule one, it's the most important golden rule, it's the biblical golden rule. Um, the golden rule two, maybe, it's not biblical, it's mine. Um, don't be weird, okay, necessarily. Okay, so the Lord might call you to be weird. Okay, but it's already kind of weird to most people that you're asking if you can pray for them. Even with Christians, because a lot of Christians don't believe that the Lord does anything, okay? So don't make it worse by being weird, because you're just making a bigger stumbling block. So examples of being weird, don't suddenly start talking in the old King James when you're quoting the Lord. Hear ye, hear ye, the Lord saith, whatever it might be. Now, Zach, if you like the old King James, then by all means use it, okay. But, it's scripture. But don't be weird. You say, I love the gift of tongues, but I wouldn't encourage you to run up and down the road speaking in tongues, unless the Lord calls you to it, okay. <laughs> don't create barriers where they don't need to be, okay. But, by all means, there might be times God calls you to do something and it's weird. Okay. Okay. But I, in, in my experience, the Lord starts us off gently, raises us up into a place of faith where we're actually willing to be weird. Um, those with the gift of discernment, discerning of spirits, and I know there's a couple in the room who are walking that gift and developing it. I think you have the biggest challenge because you will feel things and sense things. And, okay, like, all right, Lord, what do I do now? Um, you might walk into a room and sense something. You might walk into a you know, residence hall and sense something. Okay, what do I do with this? Um, always pray. Always seek as well. And go from there. Find someone with experience. Find someone with authority. And speak with them. But let's do some demonstrations. Matt, you've got a couple of people. Kristen and Olivia. Do you want to come forward, ladies? Where is Libya? There she is. Okay, so, um, so this is kind of a demonstration. It's kind of fake. What we could do is kind of walk around the room pretending we're in a restaurant, you know, until we get to the person we feel the Lord saying we should pray with. But that's also just going to be fake because we're pretending, isn't it? So um, we're going to ask for a volunteer. Okay. Um, so we want to do one. Um, we want to do like a word of encouragement. So this would apply to, you might be checking out of the grocery store and you might 
suddenly feel really sad or really depressed, or you might hear the Holy Spirit say, this person at the checkout, there's a, they're sad. Speak words of encouragement to them. It could be as simple, simple as that. Or you might just suddenly start hearing words. Like, yeah, you, you're checking out, and I'm just getting these words for you. Okay. Um, so we just want to kind of do that as an example, where someone needs encouragement, and so we just listen to the Lord and speak. Yeah, just do it. You can ask for a volunteer. Is there a volunteer? <laughs> Rachel. Okay. We're going to ask for uh, words for Rachel. We're just going to pretend that we're in a grocery store, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's immersive. You should probably go a little closer. It's a weird <laughs> prophesying from so far away. But, yeah. says, this is fine. Is that fine? <laughs> I don't know about you ladies, but I need like 10 seconds to ask the Lord. You're good? All right. Um, when you were leading worship, the Lord was just highlighting your authority to me. Um, and I feel like um, there is still this hiddenness he's like taking you in right now in this season, but he's like teaching you how to walk in the authority he's given you. Um, and I know you already know this, but like one day, like you will be leading people into like the ground you're walking on. Um, I don't have much of an interpretation for this. Maybe I'll get it as I go. But I saw you, and then I saw you with as like an X-ray image, and um, so I saw like your bones and stuff, and I saw your heart had like was like really, really big, like bigger than it, it normally is, you know? Um, uh, but then I saw like your collarbone had been broken because of the heart expanding up into it. Um, and so I'm not entirely sure how, what that applies. I feel like Lord is saying that, that there was an event where like, because of your deep love and wanting to reach out for someone, there was, there was wounding caused there because of, of the response. Um, but the Lord wants to, is bringing healing to that wound um, and is, is, I saw him also strengthening the muscles around that break um, to give you capacity to continue to walk in that, that extravagant love and, and reaching out in compassion without the response damaging you in a way that, that hinders you from doing that again. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel, I am sensing that the Lord is going to be increasing your capacity in your job. Um, I, like, sense there was, there's been, like, a lot of challenge or, like, um, maybe barriers. And I, like, see the Lord, like, increasing your capacity in, in that space. I hope your groceries go well for you. <laughs> <laughs> Verily, verily. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Did that resonate with you at all? It did. Awesome. Yeah. Are you encouraged? I am. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, before we do the healing one, um, and we're going to ask for a volunteer too for that, if anyone's sick or any healing. Um, Matt, do you want to stand up quickly? Just say hi. Just say hi. Oh, just, hi. So, just so people. Oh, right. This is Matt. Okay. Matt. So, 
You know we like maths around here, so thanks. Oh, yeah. you, can, so you can sit down. Oh, yeah. so, but you can contradict me if I get anything wrong. So um, I, I've, you know, I've, I've known Matt a little bit around campus, seen him at a few things. But a few, um, a few weeks ago, uh, we were asked by another Taylor student to go and pray with this, this young guy's house. Um, and this is the thing about when you start operating in the gifts of the Spirit, um, you find that the Lord actually starts to use you. Okay, this guy, he, he, he might say he's a Christian, but he doesn't really go to church. Um, but he started seeing a demon in his room. And that started freaking him out, obviously. He, he has no conception of supernatural, nothing like that. But he started to see a demon in his room. And so he, he went to the one friend he thought might be able to help. And that friend went to Matt and, and to me. And then we went and prayed, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so the gifts of the Spirit that we, so we, we're praying there, and so you know, we, we're having to discern, okay, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? Why is this demon here? Like, why has it got access? What's going on in this house? Because he's living in someone else's house, which means in terms of authority, it's kind of strange, because it could be something he's done. It could be something that the, the man who owns the house has done. So we have to listen to the Holy Spirit and pray, okay, Lord, what's going on? Um, and in that situation, and this will happen quite often with the gift of tongues, there'll be times when I, I really feel I need to pray in tongues because I'm just not discerning, or there might be a block, and actually I need to engage with the Holy Spirit directly. Um, and in that case, like he was clearly a little freaked out, and so I, I actually I said, listen, I'm going to pray in tongues, is that okay? Because I don't want to freak him out even more. But I did, obviously. You know, so I prayed, and, and Matt prayed in tongues as well. So we both standing there praying in tongues. And, and the Lord speaks and discerns, and we, and we feel stuff break off. But then after that, we actually had to minister to him, because he was like, is it okay now? You guys, like, that was weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he was maybe more scared of us by the end. Um, so, like, so we want to be careful, but like, I, I needed to pray in tongues because I wasn't hearing, you know, and I needed the Holy Spirit to speak. But we saw stuff, and we just felt, we just felt peace. Like, it was dark and horrible in there. By the time we finished praying, there was this, and the, the guys, you could just see his countenance had changed. It was beautiful. But using the discernment of spirits, using the gift of tongues to see what the Lord is willing, and then speaking out in authority. That was a nice way to get to know you better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can take, yeah, you carry on. Yes. We are going to take a volunteer if anyone wants to get healed of something. All right, all right. Oh, oh we sorry, we had two. We had two. You can always come up afterwards as well. Okay. All right. We'll take both. Okay. All right. Kristen says two. Let's have both of you guys come up. Yeah. Yeah, come on up. If, if you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> We got three red shirts up here, maroon shirts. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome fellas. <laughs> this is this is honestly kind of weird. <laughs> I do not like this at all. <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna we'll start with you, and we'll do you if you're okay with that. Happy. Um, so normally, you know, when we're you know, up here we had people come up to us and they ask for prayer and we go, cool, what do you want prayer for? Uh, if we're doing it like at the grocery store or something like that, then it can be a little more awkward. Um, so, you know, it doesn't have to be super awkward, but it's fun to at least acknowledge that it's awkward, you know, and be a normal human about things. So I would just go like, hey man, I, I saw you were limping. Um, how's your legs? You're like, okay. Like, oh no, my leg's not okay, obviously. <laughs> and I go, hey, uh, this, this might sound weird, but I'm a Christian. I've seen Jesus heal a lot of people. Do you mind if we pray for your leg right now? And you'd go, ah, 
yeah, maybe, I don't really believe in that, but sure, I, you know, I've got a few minutes. And then we'd start praying for you. So, can we pray for you? Yes. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, how can we pray for you? What's wrong? My back is screwed up. Okay, can you give us like a one-sentence description of, of what's wrong with it? One of my vertebrae and my lumbar is like popped out. Okay. Thank you for telling us. I'm sure that's painful. <laughs> Would it be okay if we put our hands on it and we ask Jesus to heal it? Cool. And is it okay if we ask Jesus if there's anything spiritual connected to it? Cool. He said yes, by the way. Um, oftentimes, it's, sometimes there can be spiritual stuff connected to the physical. Like we're, we're, all, we're super connected, body, soul, and spirit. And so there can be things that happen in the spirit that affect the physical, things that happen in the physical that affect the spirit. But sometimes the Lord will reveal stuff that happened that's affecting our body, and um, we need to deal with that along with the body. Cool. So um, we'll shift down, lay hands on him. All right. Cool. Well, Holy Spirit, thank you for your love. Jesus, I release your presence and your blessing right now. Would you speak to us and um, just show us how to pray for this back right now? All I got, and unless you ladies got something different, was just to release healing and command that vertebrae to be healed. And um, keep listening in case he speaks as we're doing that. Yeah, in Jesus' name, I command this back to be healed right now. Lord, I release your presence and your healing over the vertebrae, over the lumbar, and I bless those discs. Let the discs come back into alignment, full alignment, 100% health in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You guys got anything else? Can you do that real quick? Yeah. Um, yeah, Father, we just thank you for my brother. And we just release your love over him. We just thank you for the way that he loves you. But Father, I thank you that your love for him is so great. Would he experience that right now? Cool. Amen. All right. Um, would you mind testing it out, seeing how it's feeling? Awesome. That, that's, <laughs> that's great. Teaching note, that's, that's totally a biblical thing. Jesus does that all the time. He prays for someone or ministers to them. He never actually prays. Check it out. Um, and then he says, okay, go and do this thing. Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. So many times we'll have us do steps of faith like that. So if it was if the pain was at a ten before, what would you say it's at now? I would lose pain sitting down or standing up for long periods of time, and my legs would go numb. Um, but it, it went in a little bit. Like it used to be like a shelf. Like now it's like. <laughs> <laughs> he he do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, we needed it for the recording. So. <laughs> okay, well, let's, um, let's pray for one more time then and, um, and see if the Lord continues to move. Yeah, Jesus, we just want to thank you for whatever it is you just did for the, the two poop poops, Jesus. Thank you so much. Uh, Lord, everything you do is worthy of worship. So we worship you for touching this back. Thank you, Lord. Release full healing in Jesus' name. We break any spirit that would be attacking this back and keeping it from being fully healed. Thank you, Lord. We declare your will, which is health and healing over him right now. Blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Check it out again. See how it's feeling. Feels the same way it did last time, but it went in a little bit, so... Okay. Well, keep an eye on it, and um, yeah, let me know next week how it's feeling. Cool. Cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. Give him a hand. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see healing immediately right there, and we just celebrate and go wild. Sometimes you see halfway healing. Sometimes we see no healing, but then the next day they'll be totally healed. We don't know why, but all, it's our job to step out in faith mm -hmm. and minister the presence of God. Cool. Let's pray for you. <laughs> I know, it's a little awkward. Um, how can we pray for you? Um, I had pneumonia in November and have still not recovered and haven't had healthy lungs in the past 10 months. And tomorrow I have five different exams and tests that they're going to run at the hospital to see what we should do. And nothing thus far has worked. So my doctor is my doctor is sick of seeing me. Every time I come in, she's like, why are you still here? And I'm like, <laughs> So what can't you do with your lungs? Or what do you, how do you experience that? So mostly it's really strong coughing. Um, and I'll cough and cough and cough. And I can't stop. And I have asthma to begin with. And so then my breathing gets really out of rhythm. Um, yeah. OK, thanks for telling us. Can we put our hands on you and we pray for you? Awesome. All right. Lord Jesus, uh, we worship you for your goodness. Father, you are so loving and so kind to your children. You withhold no good thing. Lord, I release your presence and your blessing right now. It's your Holy Spirit. Pour out on her. Wash her from head to toe, Lord. Fill her up with your love. Jesus, show us how, how do we minister right now. Holy Spirit, come and fill Abby's lungs. Inhabit her body. Just declare fresh breath over you, Abby. It's also getting this sense that um, the relationship you have with your doctor, I think the Lord is going to use um, to like show His love. Um, it might be something like you can ask more about, but I sense that there is something in that relationship for you to to like be Jesus and speak Jesus. So Jesus, we just bless that that space um, and that relationship and opportunity just to be you. Um, yeah, and we just declare a miracle that the exams tomorrow um, 
yeah, will demonstrate your goodness and your love in the uh, examinations. Yeah, I just saw a picture of a sun and like these colorful flowers coming up. Um, and I just kept hearing the word like bright. Um, I just feel like there's brightness even on, in this like kind of uncertainty and these 10 months have been difficult. I feel like you've just still been experiencing God's brightness. And so Father, we just release that over her even more to just have clear vision to see your goodness even when things don't make sense. Um, I feel like the Lord showed me um, something connected to this spiritually, and I'm going to censor a lot of it because it's, there's a lot of people watching right now. <laughs> um, but I, I saw a hand uh, reaching in and, and holding on to your lungs. Um, it, it looked like a woman's hand, and I, I believe the Lord was saying that there... Um, was uh, a relationship with a, a woman, you know, um, authority figure um, that became something fairly traumatic and toxic, something like that. I want to try and go into who that was or what that was. Um, but it has just led to a lot of um, feeling like you were being controlled um, and manipulated um, and it, uh, some trauma around that, you know. And I believe that that has at least been a part of contributing to what's going on with the lungs. So I'm just going to uh, break off that, that connection um, that that's had to that event and release healing over that event. Um, and then if you'd like to talk to me more about after that, we can pray more maybe. Um, so yeah, in, in Jesus' name, I break off... Um, the, the connection to this trauma that the lungs have in Jesus' name. I release blessing right now and healing over her heart. Um, that where there's been hurt and um, abuse of authority, Lord, let your, your healing power flow over her heart and bind that up and remove where there's been poison introduced because of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you. I, I bind up and I, I break a spirit of control um, that was introduced because of that and a fear of being controlled. In Jesus' name, we cancel those attacks. And um, Lord, I release your grace um, for surrender, the grace for trust um, and vulnerability in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And we bless her lungs. We bless her lungs with full healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for 100% restoration of these lungs. And every, every single symptom, every single little mark or piece of her lungs would be completely restored and regenerated. We bless, we bless with your life, full healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You guys have anything else? Cool. Amen. Thank you. I'm not sure if you could test anything at all, if it's just waiting for the doctor's report. We'll see tomorrow. Okay, we'll see tomorrow. Well, bless you. I, please let me know how it's going, and I'd be happy to talk afterwards. Cool. Anything else you want to say about healing? Healing, very good. <laughs> so if, you, um, if, you, if that's a gift you've been asking for and maybe pursuing, um, 
I know Matt shared this before when he's preached on healing, but there, there are a lot of people that we know that have really powerful ministries who, who literally counted how many people they paid for before they started seeing miracles. And, and sometimes it's like 500 or 1,000 people. And I don't know why God does it that way, but there's it, something about building faith and it not being about me, you know. Um, it might, might happen the first time, but you know, God is God and he's in charge. You can't manufacture it. But you can always take Jesus. Um, and, you know, we, we, we might talk about healing and, and those, the, like, the really spectacular things. Um, and they are amazing when we see God move powerfully. Um, you know, praying over people's homes against demons is kind of weird, kind of crazy. There are so many times where God will move with us just in, in really powerful and simple ways. And those are going to be far more frequent in our lives. And, and we're all surrounded by people who have needs who God would like to minister to. Um, I'll, I'll finish with this really short story that my, my son um, shared with us last, I think it was last week. Um, Joe was just, you know, he was just praying, spending time with God, and he, and he felt the Lord saying, you need to give um, a friend at school a book. Um, and so Joe just went to the bookstore, bookshop and started looking at books that we have, you know, and pulled one off. It's like, okay, I think this is the one. And it was on fathering. Yeah, being fathered by God. Um, gave it to the guy at school the next day who looked really confused as to why Joe was giving him a book. I guess people don't read books anymore. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, went about the day. And then after school, the Joe was walking to his car and this, and this, this guy came up and, and caught him. And he said, I, I'm so confused. Like, this is, this is exactly what I need to read. Like, how did you know? You know, and it's, and it just, and it's, it's a small thing, but God then able to, is that going to be able to minister? God's obviously working on this guy's heart in terms of being fathered by him. And no doubt that's going to involve healing from his, you know, wounds from his father. And, and it just comes with giving God that space to speak and then being obedient in a small thing. Um, so just be aware of that still small voice. And if, you know, if you're at Walmart or Meyer or something and you see someone walking who's sick, go and pray for them. If the Lord gives you a word of encouragement to someone, go and give it. Let's see what happens, eh? The worst that's going to happen is they're going to get loved. Okay. That's not too bad. Anything else? Yes. Oh, I, I just feel like um, the Lord, a.k.a. my wife, wanted me to share the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just to illustrate, uh, just like the biggest key is just simply being filled with the Holy Spirit and just fostering uh, His presence in our hearts, stewarding His presence. And just uh, last week, I was, you know, me and Amanda have been grap taking up grappling recently, and I was in the middle of, of <laughs> grappling a guy and getting strangled by him. And uh, all of a sudden, he starts confessing to me how he's started wanting to read the Bible recently and uh, how he's, he, like, has been thinking about going to church. And I'm just like, oh, really? Wow. So tell me more. <laughs> and uh, after, you know, he, he beat me up pretty bad. You know, we were talking afterwards. And it ended up, it, it went into this encounter. And he starts, he starts out of nowhere going, I don't know what's happening right now. But I, like, feel something all over me. And, like, what, what is going on right now? And, and it, I got to tell him, like, well, that's the Holy Spirit. And, like, he wants you to have this and have peace and experience him. And it comes from surrender and he had, he had no idea I was a Christian. We'd never spoken about church or anything like that. It just, there was something in me that was, was drawing the spirit within him that was the Holy Spirit, you know. 
um, that it caused him to just start opening up and, and then led him into an encounter with the presence of God. It, it, was, it can be that simple sometimes, just simply walking as, as Paul did, walking in, in the power of God, right? Peter, sorry, was, and, and the presence of God radiating off of you and it, it healing people and giving people encounters and drawing people to the Spirit of God. It's really fun too. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Also really fun to hear Matt say the words, I got beaten up. Isn't it great? I love it. Just warms my heart every time. In humility. <laughs> so guys, can we finish with a prayer? Um, and then we'll go into ministry time. Can we sit down? Yes, please sit down. Thank you, ladies, so much. Yeah. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, Lord, we love you and we glorify your name. Lord, I thank you that you have given your spirit to us, that you have declared that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that it is your delight work through us, to have your presence flowing through us. It's your delight to speak to us. It's your delight to have us minister to a broken world. Lord, I pray that you would give each one of us an increase in our faith to truly believe your words that they won't just be words on a page, Lord, but they will be the power of Scripture. They will be the power of heaven in us. I ask too, Lord, that we would see you more, that we would know you more deeply, that ministering in the gifts of your Spirit will simply be us just being alive with you the most natural thing, bringing you to the people around us. And Lord, I know that sometimes when you ask us to use gifts, there will be a little bit of risk. There we will have to step out. And I pray for courage. I pray for an excitement, a delight, Lord, from us to see you move. Lord, we love you and we love seeing you move and we love the miracles that we've seen in this church. We love the freedom that we've seen and the healings that we've seen. But I ask, Lord, that you would take those out of this building through your children and we would minister your love, Lord, to this world around us. That we would minister in the power that you delegated to us. We will minister in the authority that you placed within us. And Lord, let everything we do bring glory to you and to our Father in heaven.